hello. Oh hi remember me? Is this a weird time to call? I just thought there's something I should tell you. I just called. To say. I fucked your mom. What do you mean you don't believe me? Yeah she was like super into it yeah. Maybe you don't like it but yeah that's just the reality that we live with now. Thumbs the brakes. I fucked your mom. Hello and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, <laughs> the darkest, uh, then deepest night and <laughs> darkest dreams and whatever uh, show of uh, whatever era. Uh, anyways, <laughs> my name is Wade Bowen. And with me, as always, is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And Hugh Crawford. Hey. And, uh, yeah, we're talking, this is uh, an episode called, what is it again? Dreams Darker. Dar- All right. <laughs> wrongs Darker yeah, this Than Death This one's called ro- ro- Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night. And this is uh, episode 17 of season 6. It originally aired April 1st, 1998. (laughs) Joke's on you. Here's an IMDb description real quick. After receiving some disturbing information from Goldicott, Major Kira seeks Sisko's approval as emissary to travel back in time to find out the truth about her mother. Uh, Yeah, this... (laughs) It's... uh, Yeah... Hmm. Things that make you go, huh? That's what this. <laughs> so okay, b- before we get off right off the bat and start talking about how we felt about, this, I gotta know what's the deal with this episode? When did they decide to retcon this? Uh, okay, what's the story here? So it was was it pitched differently or? Well, at one point they wanted to go full forward with Kira having a relationship with with Ducat. And then they realized that was never going to work. <laughs> yeah, but I think that was earlier. Right. So this episode was pitched actually as a more fun sounding episode. Or not fun, that's the wrong word for it. But it almost sounds like a Doctor Who episode. That there was kids that started, po- like Bajoran kids that started popping up on the station, like magically. And it turns out that there was a... Cardassian Joseph Mengele style doctor who was taking Bajoran kids and they thought was like murdering them and shit but he was he was trying to get them to time travel (laughs) okay and so there was like these mystery kids like popping up all throughout it and the kids were clearly like slaves and tortured and shit like that but they were trying to like they had a mission and so it was going back to try and figure out what's going on with the Dr. Mengele wait a minute Was this pitched by Renee Echevarria? Because it sounds a whole lot like the show I know next to nothing about, but similar called the Forty Four Hundred. Oh, really? I don't. I don't know. It doesn't say uh, who actually got the story credit for this. It's written by Bear and Bimler, so it was someone else. Okay. They, like I don't know. It started in the room that way. Okay. Because I mean, the Forty Four Hundred is people disappeared a long time and they start they start showing back up and nobody knows why or where they came from i think it's also the plot of the oa oh yeah well <laughs> uh, um, R- renee did it first but yes <laughs> it's probably better than the oa they're talking about rebooting it and maharshala ali got to start on the 4400 so it can't all be bad he did yes um but it morphed into iris Stephen bear wanting to do another episode about kira and ducat because I guess you you need to do that, and so this is what became of that shit. Yeah, apparently, you know, uh, Nana Visitor was not very happy about the whole romance thing. <laughs> no, she really hated like. Well, it's not uh, like this plot. She made him change the ending. They wrote it to where she completely like I totally get what my mom was going through. Oh wow! At the end. And then, and then she's like, oh, good. Yeah. Because she, she actually, okay, so she single-handedly made this show palatable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, look, last week we really got into it. <laughs> whether or not you think it's... And the week before, and the week before that. Yeah, like, you know, whether you like it or not, well, it's important, I want to know, but, you know. Before we start saying it's the worst thing ever, possibly, I just want to talk about what works and what doesn't. About it. Well, I was, I was going to do a two-hand 
thing here where I was going to say that it is nice and important when telling war stories to talk about, you know, the victims that don't normally get talked about. And the joy divisions are these, like, right, right. you know, essentially, like, kidnap and rape gangs uh, that was a part of the Nazi war machine. It was a part of the, there was, in Nanking and in places throughout Korea. And, I mean, these things happen. These happen. Right, right, right. And telling their stories is good and necessary. And it's been a part that's often omitted in movies. So the drive to do an episode about this is not wrong. Everything else about it is pretty fucking weird. I mean, it might be weird. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not ready to say it was totally everything was awful about it because I actually rather like parts of this episode. It's a weird episode and decision to just move to. But I like that they, are, like you said, like they're tell, trying to tell this kind of story. I don't know, like, from where the show and the season so far for me, especially, it feels like, oh, even, since even Far Beyond the Stars, they're trying to let every cast member, every core lead of the ensemble, they're, gonna, they're doing an episode for that character. Like we had a Cisco episode that was all about Cisco or Benny Russell. And then we had an O'Brien episode last week that was just, we're just going to sit with O'Brien. And then this week was like, well, this one's all about Kira. And uh, next week we'll have a, it's all about, we're, this is a Julian episode. So it feels like they're on the back end as a really... Uh, like, well, there, there's a war going on, but we're just going to tell these individual stories of each of our leads here. And this is... Yeah, I don't... It's this is a weird, weird one. This yeah. season's weird to me. I mean, it's got... It contains its two best episodes, only one of which we've gotten to. And it contains just a lot of mind-boggling choices. And I don't really... It's all over the map. It's all over the map. And I think that this... I, not to whatever, but I think this is a particularly what the fuck like writing episode I, I i think the entire plot makes no sense i don't know why you would ever tell a story this way i just i don't even know what to do with it and i don't Man. like i think the actress that plays kira's mom is 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 capable and good and that's the thing I, is I, that everybody's nobody's nobody's messing up on their actual performance yeah like I, kira's great and every once in a while kira will communicate like a true emotion mm-hmm. and that you actually feel you feel it in the audience mm-hmm. but the rest of the time you're like why am i why is this a story see, see, i don't, I don't <laughs> like, know see if you can uh elucidate for me why the structure of the episode why it's Bad, well, like. you have a tr- well, you have a time traveling device, sure, which is <laughs> which makes yeah. no sense, and you don't yeah. go stop the occupation. Yeah, like I mean, it's like well, <laughs> it's a callback to an extent. They had the orb of time was how we had that Tribbles episode, so it's not like the, I mean, it's it's a very convenient. Hey, we can just do this. Let's not worry about it. Too yeah, much. but there is a precedent and for it. You have to put on your civvies whenever you go use it too. That's an interesting. <laughs> well, she there's a scene where she explains that to, when because she goes to Cisco to ask about can I go use the orb of time on Bajor. He's like, fuck, no, you can't do that. What are you talking about? And he's like, you can't fuck with the time stream. It's just, it's against Starfleet regulations. And she's like, well, this isn't a Starfleet issue. I'm asking as a Bajoran, I'm not Starfleet. Okay, so that's part of my confusion. And she also says, and I'm asking in your capacity as the emissary, not as the captain, which it's a little bit of overlap. So th- okay, so this confuses me because she doesn't go back in the past. She's like watching a movie or has a fever dream or she's, is she a person? Is she this person that she's being? Is that a real person that existed 20 years ago? Did that person try to blow up the room? Is she living in a, through a simulation? Is she living through a simulation and just watching a movie? Or does she have agency in the... Like, I don't fucking know. I was confused. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know the rules. I don't think it's that. You'll probably disagree. I don't know if it's in, as important, but... I don't know enough to disagree. But at the same time, we she did go back in the past. We know that's how it works because that's how they went back to see Captain Kirk. Right. So it's the same orb, but it's also it's a god 
machine that can do whatever it wants to. So it could work. It could just as easily be a little bit different than when they went back to the triple episode. But so wait, she so she lit. Wait, so you're telling me she legit went back in time? Yeah. 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 She did, and she didn't change anything. Well, that's or even really want to. The only thing, the only conscious decision she made was she's like, yeah, I'm going to kill my fucking mom. And then she goes, oh, well, wait a minute. Let me not kill my mom. Well, then you, I mean, that's yeah, just your man, standard. I, when she was a G, that that whole part of that third act where she was straight up G about killing her own mom. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, oh, man, we're, this is the real stuff right here, but, you know. Yeah, but uh, that's, it's not a quick, it's, I mean, it's an, it can be an issue with this episode, but that's an, uh, that's an issue with any time travel Anytime, it's with the but guards. specifically we don't know. No, the because rules. I legitimately thought that she was like I thought she was like. Re- it would be nice to know the rules yeah, of this. I mean, it's up front. I thought she was like re- watching a movie. No, I never thought that or something. Like I said, it's like the same device they used to go back to the triple episode, and they went back in time then. So, and, so wait, you know, so so Bajoran, so all of these people can me. You you make the Doctor Who reference. It's kind of that shit too. So, so all like, of these people think, can like. Go, Bajoran people could go to the past all the fucking time, and they just choose not to. That is like a nerd corner. That's had, my problem. That's my serious problem with it. They literally could have, erase the occupation. Well, that yes. depends. <laughs> yes, not only that is that just a second. They send Major Kira is like a top level badass operative, and they send her back in time not to do any sort of badass John Connor type stuff, but uh-huh. but they send her to do mom See, I stuff. Think, so yeah. to get closure. Yeah. It was like a therapy session. But I think right. I think y'all are overselling the uh I mean they don't know exactly because it's God's the prophets, it's like, well the prophets have to if the prophets want me to go back in time, they'll send me back in time. And the prophets being, we're, you know, we're in the hashish and superiority. We're going over Jerusalem with all the third, fourth dimension stuff. It's like, well, and the, it's your basic time travel questions. Can you affect it? Or did, had you already gone back in time and that's what you're doing with? I mean, this episode, you're right. It doesn't provide you the, the rules. rules for what kind of time travel we're dealing mm-hmm. with. But right. it's also saying, well, the prophets will do whatever. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's the kind that, you have to worry so much about the rules. You can you can postulate either way whether she had the ability to change it. Maybe if she had let her mom gone through with the thing and killed her mom. It, well, you sound you sound like a bit of an apologist for this episode, Wade. How do you feel well, about this episode? That's, that, well, I mean, I guess that's my role on this podcast lately is the the apologist. But again, I actually uh, really liked a lot of this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird, and it was a, the decision to be to like suddenly kind of retcon her mom was a little bit weird. Yeah, but it's the same way as like, you know, like uh, she says, "Oh, my dumb mom died when I was three or whatever." But then way back in season one or two, she's talking about when she was finger painting and stuff. But then also we have that same issue with Cisco too in the in the Cool Hand Luke episode where he talked about his brothers at don't exist and his father sounded like he was dead so they retconned that they're past all the time but i did it did bring up questions for sure my biggest issue with this and how it was written was just okay i mean just in general my general critique is why would they there is nothing that kira is doing other than just observing shit that's already happened it reminds me back, uh, like, if you read a bunch of old Marvel comics and, like, when they would blow a deadline and it would have, like, this, let me tell you this story about an old Fantastic Four adventure, but it would just be, like, an issue from eight years ago that was reprinted. Yeah. And they yeah. would have... Right. And so I was, so it was like, so she's just watching this, and it was based upon the occasion that Gul Dukat just called her out of the blue and literally gave her, like, like a blank call to adventure. Hey, Kira, I fucked your mom. Like I'm giving you this phone Click. call. I'm giving yeah, you this phone call to let yeah. you know I fucked your mom, and then like <laughs> yeah. hung up. And I was like, "What kind of a- fucking dumbass way to start a story is that?" It was. It was. That was. That was actually. That that's the real head scratcher of this. Is that it, that's dropped in your lap, and you have to deal with two things. You have to dream of like, huh. That's where the show's gonna go. That's what they're saying. and then you have to deal with the fa- like how it was deployed too, which was just, yeah they had an know, idea like, and they decide how we're go- but you know what I was there for Ducat's just like 
Mr. Mephistop, he's like, I'm just, he's just an agent of chaos at this point. We've had, the last time we saw him, he was like, I'm going to kill you, Cisco, and fuck up, I kill you. It's too bad, because they took somebody who's really yeah, an interesting bad guy and just made him an agent of chaos. Like, yeah. there was, we've had a downgrade with with our treatment of Dukat. See, yeah, just, I mean, that that's the critique that a lot of people have of his character. But, you know, I was... Do you not have that critique of the character? I was there for him calling her up and saying... Oh, by the way, it's your mom's birthday. You know, I fucked your mom. Huh? Join my. He's basically called her up and he's like, I'm going to let you give you clarity. I'm going to let you see past your deceptions. You should really uh, go to this life spring seminar, Skira, to really actualize yourself. Captain Sisko gave me the clarity to see beyond the lies, the self deceptions that were controlling my life. He helped me to see the truth about myself. And now, I'm going to do the same for you. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I was there for him just calling up the fuck shit up. And then, like, he's crafty enough they can't figure out how he got the signal through, you know. It was, it was like, it was like if, I don't know, I don't know how to, like, it was like, aren't you writers? Aren't, don't you have any idea well, better than so how to start it? There's, there are times, there are times whenever... These episodes, because they're syndicated, are front-loaded with information uh-huh. right. that you need. This does none of that. And, you know, all your Orbit Time stuff, and you're like, yeah, well, that's how they did it. They, that's how they met Kirk. Well, they didn't even... Well, like, if, if okay, so they say they made the decision that Ducat had a relationship with Kira's mom. Right. Mm-hmm. How was the proper way that they should have, in an episodic one-off episode, how should they have led into that? They had the I call mean, to adventure. They could have oh, discovered pretty... somebody that died in the hospital, that's what would, yeah. like like with the mom, or and said so, said something like, you know, you know, your mom was a collaborator. I spit on her grave or something, and then there's a call to adventure. Yeah, but to have the bad guy <laughs> call her up in the middle of the night and like, guess what, bitch? I slept with your mom. Or Click. or maybe he's it's, researching. Or maybe it was patently absurd. I, I, yeah. yeah, you're right. What if she was researching, what if she had to find or research some information about some, like, they're trying to find old POWs or old dead, you know, like, they're trying to claim it, and she follows this guma of Gold Ducat to the point where then she realizes that, like, in in a, like, she realizes that it's her mom? I don't, yeah. like, there's all kinds of stuff that could be done. You're right, you're right. These are, this is an interesting uh, yeah, this is better than just screaming about why I was awful. I'm, <laughs> I'm down for this. But uh, all right, so say they do that. You know, you got Mark Alamo, the line producer, and the producers are well. We're gonna get Ducat in this hell somehow, and then so. But he's in all of the episode. Oh, so good. that's how you get him in somehow because he's in the timey wimey stuff. He's oh yeah. I mean yeah okay. All right. You don't have to shoehorn him in at the beginning by I mean, like by this weird fucking phone call. Yeah. And then I mean because he's in it. He's in it. You're right. You're right. But you know, yeah, the phone call didn't bother me so much. I like the just weird kind of. Sh- <laughs> but you're right. That's they're they're they could have done what the other ways that you did it, but it didn't. Yeah, they could have done that. That might have been a better way to do it. But I liked him just saying, "Hey, hey, hey, motherfucker! I fucked your mom." Like that's funny to me. And then like, and so it was all generally, and she liked it. Yeah, and it was all unilluminating and irritating. And then at the end, <laughs> like it was almost like she's telling all this to Cisco, and it's because not a visitor made them change the script. But Cisco essentially says, you know, like, "Yep, we gonna do." Like something like that. It was just. She did what she had to do to save her family. There was no. Save you. Are you talking about the end? Yeah, the ending was just like that's some heavy shit. Yeah, it's some heavy shit. That was actually the the ending was my favorite. Is because whenever she's like, you know, I used to like hate collaborators or whatever, and he had this look on his face like he himself was thinking about some of uh, important traitors in, oh. in his own <laughs> oh, yeah. history and he was thinking about Kanye <laughs> about <laughs> and they yeah that's what I, I had a, he had a thought bubble and Kanye popped up <laughs> he was thinking of yeah I wrote or died for uh Jesus I thought that album got a bad rap right but yeah yeah but I mean like so, yeah you know it was he calls her up and then she's just like she's all pissed off and everybody like <laughs> Julian and 
and Miles bring up the Alamo, which turns into a the, uh, recurring motif later on, mm-hmm. where the the Alamo is like, and it and the way it thematically kind of ties into the A plot, where they're like, Julian's like, why the fuck would I want to go enjoy something where I'm going to lose? Kira also loses in this, you know, <laughs> like she doesn't get the kind of closure she wants. Yeah, I mean, okay, so here's. I mean, not to overthink this, but, like, I mean, she knew, she would probably had some inkling if she was living better than the people around her, right? When you're growing up. When you're a kid, you know, that stuff, I don't know. She may have, she probably had, but then. uh, So I I assume that when when his mistress is. She survived, the other kids died, maybe, you know, but I don't. And she knows her mom died of some sort of sickness, right? She died of a disease. I can't remember. Cardassian gonorrhea. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Car- Cardi HPV. She <laughs> like in one of the books later on, it says that he killed her the books? or something. But yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that's where we're at all right, here. All right. <laughs> the books don't count. But, that's not candid. No, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Nerd. Yeah, so I don't, I guess I'm just saying that like how much different I don't know. Why didn't she just go ahead and kill her mom? I don't know. Uh, well, then that gets into the whole arguments we've had several times on this podcast about, like, because it's your fucking mom. No matter what she did, she was still my mother. Not a visitor can't just be another soft-headed lip. She's not. Like, her role is that she's hard. She's hard as shit. Everybody, even hard as shit. Even hard as shit as she is. Everybody has some weaknesses. I guess I'm saying, what did she... From her saying at the beginning of the third act, I'm going to kill my fucking mom, to like her not killing her mom, it was all because like she... She's, well, because she, oh, she still loved my dad, or my dad's in on it. Like, no, I mean, like, because he, because, because her dad gave her mom a phone call and says, "You suck that Cardi dick. Things are really good for us." It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Heartless. I think it was. I think that the point was it was confusing. Like the whole thing was not cut and dry. It yeah. was like very yeah, confusing yeah. for her. Yeah. And I get that. And I get that. But I actually like that. That's where they like. If you're gonna go down this road with this, mm-hmm. the fact that the character doesn't have like a clean feeling at the end of it makes sense so right yeah no no no. i like the ambiguity i like the ambiguity that was that was yeah i like the, by- the, the ambiguity was actually a surprise yeah because everything else seemed so poorly deployed and handled handled the fact that the, the- well, rest assured knowing that iris Stephen bear wanted to poorly handle it all the way through. <laughs> sure that, that, that. <laughs> see i i I, uh, I mean yeah i don't think it was i don't know i don't think it was so poorly handled all the whole time there are you know you know, critiques you can make about like yeah, Ducat just calling her up, and I don't know, like the I, th- I feel like I just I f- like when oh the prophets, I go to Bejor, I stare in the, the thing, and the prophets give me a nice wig so that I can be somebody else. Mm. Then she, you know, like she she stops a fight or whatever, and then her mom is like, well, and she sees little herself as a kid, which I guess fucks her up or whatever. Her baby self asks her what her name is, and she thinks about it. But then she has a pretty quick answer, Luma Rawl, which it's not in the script, or maybe it was cut, or maybe, I don't know if this was an idea they had at all. If Kira remembered this adult from when she was a kid, and that's how she came up with the name, Luma Rawl. On the- yeah, that confused me too, because I, I, that's why I was like, is she like, is this, did she quantum leap into someone yeah, that really I, I existed? Yeah. We didn't know the rules. Yeah, we did. We didn't know exactly, it, but it didn't bother me my, that my, I didn't know. What I would have preferred to happen is that she gets dropped in, like straight into the comfort woman room on Torognor, when the Kardashians are like, like man, like cornering all these women. Yeah. Instead of when, like, instead of the Bijorn uh, Star Trek caves, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. and then what she does is like, like gets dropped in. And then she goes, she sees like what's going down and has like a visceral reaction and st- immediately starts like cutting Cardassian throats. Oh, yeah. And like goes, goes just goes ape shit on them. And then <laughs> that would have been cool. And then the what happens, what happens is, is like the, the prophets like pull her out and be like, <laughs> no, you can't, you can't do this. Good. This isn't why you're here. And then be like, we're gonna send you back in, but you gotta knock that shit off. Yeah, we'll send you back in, but you gotta, you're here for, you know, you're here for the, you know, and then at least the audience would be like, oh, there, there's a reason why she can't. Number one, it would just be badass to see because there's that one scene where she cuts a little loose 
and it's actually sort of exciting for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the whether but, or not she can, why she's just sitting there watching everything, like, part of her knows she's not supposed to fuck with the timeline, so she's there just to, she's not there to change things. Her whole intention in going to the orb is just to see for sure, because she has to know whether Ducat was right. You know, that's the reason. So that's okay. So that's the biggest. So knowing she's not supposed to to fuck with the timeline is and then that whole third act where she decides to actively fuck with the timeline. We're supposed to be like, oh, no, she's going to fuck with the time. Like, I don't I don't I I mean, I don't know. Again, yeah, maybe they could have like laid those kind of rules out for us better. I, y'all seem to be really annoyed that they didn't give you the exact rules that they're dealing with here. That, that just didn't bother me. Because oh, I didn't fucking get it. Like I, I like I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. It helps. It, it helps to know what you're like. It helps. It just helps, especially in that moment wherever she's gonna kill her mom. That 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 that's acceptable somehow. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think because like, I didn't because I literally didn't know if she was quantum leaping and is when she. Is this something that the 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 target that she quantum leaped into was going to do, and she had and she was gonna like I don't know like I just didn't the whole time I'm just like I don't know the rules of what's what I'm watching, and not to mention the fact that it's actual I mean from a okay yes there's I don't know I don't want to get yelled at but <laughs> well don't tell me it's type of stupid th- and the worst thing ever and I won't yell there's at you there's a type of structure there's a type of structure. Where this essentially the plot of this is at the beginning of the episode, somebody calls her out of the blue and tells her something shocking. And the entire bulk of the story is her just confirming that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. So there is no there is no shock or revelation that she didn't suspect in the first scene. But it, and so I, I, they do these Noir things, like they honk on Noir like every, every fucking week. Why wouldn't this, a, this could have been like built like Chinatown, where she had to like slowly sort of uncover things. And then at some point you get to a point where somebody's got to say to her, do you really want to know the truth or do you not? Right. And then she can make that decision. But like it was just. Yeah. Hey, it literally started with, hey, I fucked your mom. And then she goes (laughs) on this giant adventure to like go, yep, he sure did fuck my mom. Yeah. Like, here's how I like it's every weird. It's like, well, why didn't they do this thing? Like, here's how I saw how they approached this episode. They're like, oh, this is this episode where we're looking to find the call to action if we're even trying to figure that out. All right. We're just getting Kira in this situation to where we send her back in time to deal with her mom. We're not going to spend the time trying to lay out, like, wait, we have to establish exactly what the rules are for everybody, which is silly because this is Star Trek and people want to know the rules and everything. So maybe they should have done that. But they're just trying to insert the story of her seeing her mom and then just get the ball rolling with that. They're not. So they're, that's why they don't even question, oh, is she trying to change the timeline now or not? Or is that what, what are the rules? Can she change things? They're just like, well, let's just plop her in this. Have her deal with, put her in front of her mom, and then just let the story kind of flow along from there. And you know, she goes in and she becomes a comfort woman, and and then we get to the resolution. Like you're right that there's all these other little things that that it obviously are, are just little parts that are kind of feeding into you that are bugging you. I, they didn't bug me so much. Well, I guess it, from scene to scene, from scene to scene, it seemed at least through the first like two acts they would be making these choices and i would be going but why <laughs> and whenever you're whenever you're watching a, like an episode of anything you want to be in the story you don't want to be like befuddled by it i guess yeah uh... i mean you seem to, right off the bat you you seem to i thought you were on the same page with us i'm so surprised that you're here for this episode no i mean i just knew that it was the whole the whole kind of record scratch of I fucked your mom is enough thing to be kind of what? Yeah. But like, you know, they made the choice to do that and then they're just doing it. So, and then this episode, I liked most of the the scenes. Like when you've got the the real collaborator, Basso, which is like- That guy's in the, everything. That guy seemed to have been, right? Oh, yeah. Have we seen he, that guy? Uh, has, he seemed, has he done this before? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Yeah. Or is no, he... I'm just like he seems to be like in a lot of '80s comedies and oh, stuff. I didn't recognize it, but it, yeah, yeah. I I know. I think isn't he the? 
on Scrubs, isn't he the real resident or whatever, the one that's only in a couple episodes because he sucks? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know I, Scrubs. And like, he's supposed to be the real boss. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's not. I can't. But yeah, he's in tons of shit. Right. Because he's like the quintessential collaborator that like, yeah, everybody should fucking hate mm. that guy. There's not a yeah, lot of Yeah, he's supposed to be like the, yeah, he's the guy with the yellow stars, like those, the, the yeah, the I mean, he's Jews that <laughs> police their cells that, right. that were supposed to police the Jewish, yeah. Ducat gave him a nice cabin somewhere. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but then like when she's in the. Why didn't he tell her? Tell her what? Why didn't he tell? Why isn't he the one? That tellers, tells like her, that somehow he survived oh, through all this shit. That would have been cool. like if he was the one that told her. Like if Ducat was just not like because that would have been. It, I don't they know. They could have done that too. Yeah, that would have that would have been a way to do it. Like yeah. Because then we would have had old person makeup at one point. <laughs> that would not have been good. It doesn't have to be that much older. But. <laughs> we don't need to see old person Basso. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like her mom's got the scar on her face, but then there's the the uh, the Cardassian that Kira gets paired with. I like that guy a lot, where he's just like, yeah, just sit in my lap and lie to and, and insult me so I can get off. <laughs> I actually wondered. Oh, this would have been fun if it was um, if it was the guy from Duet. Actually, I was like, do we know that card? It would be nice if that was the guy from du- if it was uh, the guy from Duet. Oh yeah, but he's off on a. Concentration camp yeah. on uh, mining. Yeah, yeah. No, it was somewhere. a, it was a, it was a party. He was in town. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It would just be nice if it was something weird. But um, <laughs> you got to pay extra for Harris Eulid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I this is some like, this, everything about this plot is. Just, I mean, we're gonna go by point by point, but every, everything is just weird. It is a little weird. I, I'll give you that. I don't. I don't know if the plot. I don't know if they definitely handled the sexual threat that Kira's mom was under the whole time. But then I don't want to like I don't want to wallow in rape, right? You know stuff. But like I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I don't felt like it was de- I I felt like it was kind of numb fisted. I don't. It was oh oh no no no. You're spot on about this. There's a whole critique to be had here, especially in an era where we're all like cognizant of power structures. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And and who's and who's vulnerable under certain power structures? Well, that. Uh, Isn't that what this whole episode's has, about, though? Yeah, but there's a there's no, a tax. It's not really handled. It, yeah, it, it's a yeah. It, that's not what it's about. It's about Kira discovering the truth about her mom. Right, right, right. But she's not like uncovering truth about power structures and how much agency you know an individual has under under certain structures. But that's that's it's, there uh, a little bit. Like she's you know. It's not enough, though. So, like, it's fair. I mean, it's ninety. Yeah, it's I mean, not. That's I that's what he means by handled the numb fisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there, but it's like sure and not deftly handled. Like, I mean, it's like for instance, it's written in such a poor way that it almost seems like Kira's mom is stoked about fucking Goldukat because he fixed her scar. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just like little stuff like that where I don't think that's what they were trying I, to make me feel, I, but it looks, yeah. Or maybe it was to make her feel like her mom was frivolous and a whore, and and she wanted to like I, punish her for that. I saw it a little bit as that. I I did see a little bit of like, you, she's seeing her mom is just like dumb, like look, you dummy, like of course he's being nice to you, he wants to fuck you, and the, you know, but and mm-hmm. and the fact how quickly her mom falls for it, like when the. When she's sitting on the guy who just needs to be insulted to get off when he his lap when he says he he gives the the line that Ducat's gonna give before Ducat even says it like oh uh, mm-hmm. I only hope you won't condemn us all for the boorish behavior of one man. It's like yeah this is this is the same play that he does every time mm-hmm. you know and then she sees her mom fall for it and she's like come on you fucking dumbass. And so that's like part of that leads as the episode goes on as she tries to talk to her mom and her mom's like, no, he's nice to me. And her mom does seem like just a kind of dumb blonde that just kind of falls for it. Yeah. Her mom's not even like, I mean, it's almost, I I, I dare say she almost doesn't seem like a real person. I, I don't feel like that they dealt, like they never showed her cry. Yeah, they did. Like they never showed her break. Did she? Yeah, they did at the uh, end. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. yeah, I guess. But I mean, they, they never had, but like, I don't know why they didn't have a true confrontation. Well, they did uh, with Kira and her, 
But there's the no, I mean Kira stormed off and got mad. Well, there's like, they 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 have the when she goes in and she sees like well the mom never fully understands the weight of the conversation she has with Kira because yeah. she doesn't know she's talking to her grown ass daughter. Right. So and, there's the, always that there too. So she's having this weird conversation like that, as far as, that she's been friends yeah. with for for two days. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this. It's not like the conversations have any like emotional weight. To the, all the emotional weight is one sided. Right. And she's she's a person that comes in and is starving and then she comes in and she sees all this fresh MOBA, Ketterpod beans and Hasbrat, pot of Deca tea and Veclava. Exactly. And you know, we could live off this for a year. So she's she's a person that has been fucking starving and she's given all this bounty. She gets a little selfish with it. And Kira Kira's a person that knows exactly who Dukat is. Dukat to Meru is a new person. She doesn't know how despicable Dukat is all she's seeing is a person that was starving, that was barely surviving, and then suddenly somebody's being nice to her. That to me kind of elucidates like that's how you brainwash people, you know. That's and that's how her mom falls victim to that. Like I know, you know, I just, I just, yeah, but I and Kira isn't falling for it either because like us, she knows exactly what's going on. Basically, it seemed the episode by the end of it seemed to like they were running a scam on Ducat and that her dad was cool with it. He basically says thanks for thanks for fucking a monster. Well, he doesn't You're really helping us out. Now, could you imagine? Could you imagine? He's not uh, watching a TV show uh-huh. where a Jewish husband from Poland was able to send a letter or call or some sort of correspondence to his wife who's being raped by like Herman Gehring, hey, thanks. You're really taking one on the team for the for for the family. But the thing it's is, weird. It's, it's weird. It's it. That's the that's. I mean, maybe this is another issue. She's not being raped outright. Oh, yes. She's she's yes, being yes. manipulated and she's being gaslit enough to where it's basically as bad. I agree with you there. But and like I said, are you saying at the end it's not clear that? No, it is. I'm just saying to to her father, what's going on? I'm saying that to her father, who his kids were about to fucking die. And even when they do have the confrontation where Kira says, don't you fucking know what's going on? And her mom is before she gets sent to the labor camps or whatever. After she gets caught after. No, she gets she goes back after the the party and then she beats up the guy because her mom's not there then she gets sent to the camps and then it jumps two weeks later where she's been working down in the mines the guy wants to her to join the resistance but she's not there to interfere so she said fuck off then she gets called back after the vacation so it's been like a two-week honeymoon to where her mom has had two weeks with Dukat who's and she's pretty much in love at this point and Kira says, "What the fuck are you doing?" You okay, but dumb. that's is so is she right, in love? That, that's weird. Because, like I said, she's yeah. been starving. She's been at the end of her rope, and this guy's nice to her. And like she says, and then she, her mom, <laughs> Kira's mom, is basically Garfield. Everything it has to do with her stomach. <laughs> right. She can't. <laughs> but then she gives he her. made me lasagna. She gives. She gives Kira like the points you're making. Kira brings up to her her mom, and her mom says, "Like, what the fuck do you want me to do?" You want me to just fucking die because that's yes. the options I have. I don't know. That's what you do. <laughs> no, it's well, not everybody does that. I'm sorry. I like, understand that, but I don't. I don't. Garfield but, wouldn't Garf- if he was in there. Heathcliff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would be acting differently. Garfield maybe. I okay. Uh, so, at, but people make decisions like that just for survival, and she's like, "What the fuck? Do you, I'm making the best of the situation I have. This guy's nice. She doesn't know like how duplicitous. Like she's she's." She's being gaslit. It she doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter how personally nice Ducat is. I know that. That doesn't matter. I know that. Kira knows that. Her mom doesn't. Like plenty of other people in that A situation. A woman who's lived under the occupation doesn't know that? Because, like she says, like, yes, I know the occupation is hard, but this guy is trying to do something about it. That's another thing she brings up to Kira. She's like, he's been trying to get to the council of Cardassians or whatever to make it life better for us you don't know him she gives the classic like oh you say he's an asshole but you don't know him like I do which I agree is bullshit whenever anybody gives me that that, when everybody gives me that you don't know him like like I do he's actually that's always bullshit I agree but that's a thing that people say about people that they you get to know somebody and you think they're nice people have been making that mistake with Ducat for six seasons that's why okay so so pause 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 Pause. Yeah. So let's do a round robin here. 
because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, I don't think I'm making my point very well. <laughs> is the plot trying to tell us, and we can go around and say, what, 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 how did we supposed to feel? That Kira's mom was put in a shitty situation and she took a massive sacrifice that was personally, mur- like, uh, that was soul crushing for her so that her kids could live. And that was that she would allow herself to be raped. Again, by this high up, oh, it's rape. Let's not. I, again, but it's not in her mind. She doesn't think of it that way. But okay, I agree no, with. No, okay, hold on. I'm asking the question. This isn't either or. So you get to answer the either or. So is it she's she's been sed- she's allowing herself? Oh, sorry. She's been seduced. She's allowed, one one. She's allowing herself to be <laughs> raped so that it's for the good of her family. Again, she's been seduced. She's not. It's to her. It's not rape. I'm sorry. You could say it is. Can you? But to can her, you, it's not. Okay. And you'll get the answer in a second. So one, is she be allowing herself to be raped in order to <laughs> take care of her family? Or B, she's kind of into this, and the fact that she's getting help from her family helps her to justify it, the way she personally feels. It's, whether it's Stockholm Syndrome or what. what those are the two different options, right? So yeah, which but, one is but it? Yeah, when you keep that, saying and, allowing herself to be raped that sells it as a different thing to her because she's not she's like i said she's been seduced by by evil i would want if 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 that was my mom i would want her to feel that she was being raped so does kira and kira tries to tell her that and she's not having it and she's like she's so which one is it so which one so, is so, so what, that makes her seem dumb i guess is what i don't I'm saying. know yeah it makes so her hugh, seem, which she, one do you pick hugh which one do you pick of those two options which one did you think that's this this, did you think the story was trying to convey to you? I think the story was trying to convey that she was gaslit, so and therefore into it. Yeah. See, I think so. And too. that's what makes her seem like gobsmackingly dumb. Yeah. About and it, it makes she, the whole like, thing gross, and maybe like they're missing the point of it. I, I so, so, this is like she gives her the how would kicking and screaming help anything? What do you expect me to do? Kick and bite Ducat every time he comes near me? How is that going to help to bond or the children? She needs to quicken. That's screen. that's what no, she's saying. She could be two faced about right. it. She could be. She could be. She could, when she's with Kira, she can grit her teeth and be like, "Listen, this is killing me inside. This is going to end up being the end of me. It's going to kill me. Every night, every you know, you don't think I'm disgusted, but I got to do it because of my family or whatever. Right. Well, but she doesn't. She has this pie in the sky speech and look about at how you, jewels. Right. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you right. structurally why they did it like that in the story. I can even tell you it's like, to make her want to kill her mom. Yeah. Right. And so that they can have, you know, and also like I I could see plenty of people making oh, that weird de- fucking story. <laughs> they could see plenty of people making that decision. They're like, hey, we should reelect Pelosi for Speaker of the House. What is kicking and biting and fighting going to help? <laughs> people talk, you know, so people make dumb decisions like that all the time. It didn't. No, I get. But seem I, to me, I was out of out of like out of the realm of a choice that this character would make. But also, like I was saying, did you just co- compare Nancy Pelosi to like a alien rapist, <laughs> fascist <laughs> alien racist? Don't at me. Racist? <laughs> folks uh, so i mean i guess see i'm just saying that seems a little bit of a stretch i mean it's it's a little harsh but bad decision is bad decisions but again why they set her up as her mom being this kind of like uh oh this dumb idiot about it and kira sees that and that's why she says fuck it i'll kill my mom it's because so that they can yes and that's why as the audience member i was here for that that's, moment yes and please so, kill her and ducat but that's so they can have the reveal later on when she gets the i know you hate this too but what, it, structurally this is why they were setting it up so that she'd have the breakdown later when she gets the Message the letter from her husband, which she thought she would never see again. She's consigned herself to this new life. Mm-hmm. She's, she's and she's deluded herself to at least just like fuck it. I might as well be happy, even though in her soul, I'm sure she knows she's being raped and it's awful. But she's consigned herself and like you know what? I'm going to make the best of this awful I situation. She wasn't being raped. Like come on, I'm trying to give you something. Here. And deep down in her soul, she she probably knows how bad it is. But she's trying to give this good face and pretend like it's not so bad. And then when she gets this letter, which she never thought to hear back, she has the breakdown. And that's when Kira decides, you know what? Oh, I see that she's a human being. She's not a monster. She's doing this for a reason. Even if I don't agree with it, I don't want to fucking blow up my mom. So that's when she says she's she also sees that she's profited by this because when her dad is like, Kira and the kids are actually doing well now. They we, they might survive, which we weren't sure about before. And she's like, oh, fuck, this is a fucked up situation, but I can't kill my mom. 
Why she wants to save Ducat? Maybe that's another question. That's a fair. I don't quite know when she said why she tells Ducat to get out of there. That's something she has to feel guilty about, no matter what. But, but that's why they. That's structurally why they said her mom is being what she is before. Then she had to have that reveal. They should have named this episode "Change of Heart." Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't even, I literally, this is the weirdest thing to me. Right. And they have the whole scene where she's like confronting her mom, like, oh, and she, she calls her the worst thing she can think to call her. You're a collaborator. You're like, a collaborator. A collaborator? Because I share Ducat's bed? No, because you like sharing his bed, because you've fallen in love with maybe, him. Maybe this is, like, I, I think I have pinned this down a couple times before. This is an episode. This is why you have diversity in writers' rooms. There's not a woman in this writers' room. And it showed where your lead actress had to make you fix the plot, you know, and who's not a professional writer. Like, I, like this, everything about this just seemed, uh, like, odd. It's just odd. I agree it's odd. And I agree that if, if Nana Visitor hadn't made them change the ending, it would be a much poorer and worse episode for it because yeah and you're, you're oddly here for this this i guess that's the biggest surprise to me is that you're oddly here for this episode yeah because i feel like the fact that they're telling this story about comfort women and they're showing they're show trying to show like how but they make woman, her look dumb they don't make her look like if they were really going to show they the, don't make her look complicated they make her look dumb. I think, yeah if they were really going to do a story about the like the trauma and the tragedy of these fucking situations, they would have made a story about the trauma and the tragedy. That's not what they did. I think they did. They made something totally weirder. Yeah, they did. She, like I said, she does look dumb, but then that it's all for that reveal at the end where Kira sees that, oh, it's not just a one-sided thing. She sees why she's doing it, and I understand why she was doing it. Like, I it, mean, I, I get that too, but I felt like that... It's not, that's not how she respond. We got to see her respond to things out when no one else was looking in the whole course of the show. And that's not how she responded to things. Who, Kira? Or? The, yes, Kira, the other one. Kira, mom. Mom, Kira. I don't know. I, I, Kira, I, senior. I didn't think she seemed so. I think she seemed. She was letting that guy paw at her. She was fucking like, yeah, oh, look, she, at, she look seemed, at all this. She's, she did seem a little naive and a little Not bit... Not even naive. Uh, she's I saying mean, game. She seemed there. game was... is what she seemed. Not like naive, said, yeah. but game. But I, again, because I saw... For me, it's there were things in the in the script to set up why she was like that. She was a little bit... Like when she's... Like I said, she's been starving. She thought she's going to die. And then she's a little bit... She's not dealing with it in the most mature... A responsible way. You're right, and she's a little bit silly. Nay, you say you could call her dumb, and and I wouldn't ultimately disagree with you. But I understood that a care a person could could be like that. But why make a TV show like that? Like when <laughs> because like you want to show because you want to show those kinds of stories. Like I'm sure but that you could have were... done it so much better. This was so clumsily de- deployed and weird at times. I, don't know. I mean, I again, I. I I uh, I do agree that you can always do things better, but for me, I did. I saw how it worked. And, all right. I mean, this well, has been and and we have like and I know you guys haven't watched it, and I've watched just a few handful of episodes of it. But I mean, like this is this is Handmaid's Tale. I mean, that's what this is what Handmaid's Tale is. Right. Except for that, there there actually is this. I mean, where they're sort of like giving them like money and shit, which is not a part of Handmaid's Tale. Right. But that's how you. Tell that story. You yeah. can say it's, it's it's intense or like. Do you think they could have done Handmaid's Tale on network or cable? Okay, tele- then don't write this cable? episode. No, this I think you like should, a- in '97 this is important to do this kind of episode. You should have made the ship tiny again instead of doing this. Yes. I don't know. Like yes. I agree. Yes. Like I agree that it would have been a lot darker and a lot more. But like for what the time, I think this is a pretty well. I don't think it's better off because they made this episode. Things weren't doing at 1997 on basic cable television. And I think, yeah, it could, it, maybe it's not showing it as hard as, and as dark and, or as nuanced as it, a show today might do it, but I still think it's pretty good. This 
We, I don't think it's nuanced for 1998. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I think it is. Like I think it's like I think it's ham- d- clumsily deployed and ham fisted. I think I this is Image Comics trying to write Alan Moore stuff. This is them getting the wrong. This is them making something grim and gritty. I disagree. But not not having the the deafness to how to do it I, properly. I, I think you pinned it on the head with uh, the with the writers' room mm-hmm. having diversity. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the importance is, of that. This is why you have women in the writers' room. Like I said, I, I agree that yeah, and having Nana visitors input at the end is what saves this episode. I agree. So yeah, having a woman in the room to maybe finesse things up until the ending would have would have made it a better episode. I'm not going to say that it's perfect. And why did? But again, I think it works. Yeah, especially for the time. And I just like there's like I don't know. I guess like it's an oddly unemotional episode about something with emotion. Like other than not a visitor being a real bitch at work. Like I don't really see her having a real. I don't know. I just I thought. It was a pretty emotional episode. I don't know. know. We should move on to our rewatch meter, unless you guys have final thoughts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much you're here for this episode, Wade. (laughs) That surprised me. Yeah. I mean, I've been here for a lot of these episodes because, like, yeah, I don't know. I think they're pretty good for what they are, especially for 1997. I think this is some of the... This season is fucking weird. It is weird. And I, like, I was saying to you, like, I want to know, and... I'll ask you because you've seen the documentary. Do they talk about like was there issues in the writers' room this season? Because it seems like like a fucking mess. See, I I really don't I don't see the me- I see like there's these great episodes that maybe they spend a lot more time like when they're plotting out the season. Like oh, we're gonna really put more work into these episodes like Far Beyond the Stars and Pale Moonlight. But overall. And and some of the decisions they made, like the Odo stuff we talked about, like. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't. I think you might disagree with some of the big directions that they go in the stories. But for me, it's they're making decisions and they're going with them. And I really don't see that it's as awful. And, and when you're trying to say that this is the worst thing ever, I don't see it. I mean, obviously, it's not. It's not as immature as season one or two ish. But I think I think this is on par with the quality of season two. I yes, mm. I mean outside of the two really good episodes. That's what's weird to that's what's weird to me is that it does it does feel like a regressive season now that they're they're done with that one big arc. Yeah, and even in that arc, you had sons and daughters, which none of us was super cool on, and then you have the Odo shit, and then I mean you're looking at what after the end of that after Sacrifice of Angels, which came out of it so marred by Odo problems. And then you have the marriage episode, which was dull. The resurrection episode was probably the worst episode ever. Statistic Probabilities is now one of the better episodes of the season. And I thought that was bland as shit. You know, then you have... I don't... like. It's, I, I, maybe they're sitting resting on their laurels more, because that feels like... They feel, whether or not you agree they're the better episodes... There's a comfort and there's a confidence in the writing that I feel is there. Maybe it's an unearned or confidence, but for unearned confidence might be the problem. Yeah, maybe that's what the issue is. But I feel like there's. I think maybe that's what it is. Is it's like they accomplish some shit and then they then they over. I mean that that's a that's a thing that happens. This episode feels like a overreach. All right, so on my rewatching meter for this episode, I'm putting it at zero because if I never see this episode again, I will I'll be pretty happy. What do you, what do you guys put this at? Um, I could either. I'm never gonna want to revisit Dukat fucks Kira's mom. There is a ten. There's a there's a five percent chance that I like go back and watch this episode like 15 times to figure out like all of the bad, <laughs> like why all did they? Because it just it was such a like I've never seen anything so weirdly like it wasn't like magnificent Ferengi where it was like this is or who moans for more and where I just don't like the idea for this episode. It was like every where you stepped it was like you're just why are, why are you doing it this way why are you doing it okay, this way okay so what are you putting this a at two. I'll give it a two just in case there's a chance you might step on your dick and watch this show <laughs> I might watch this again just to like to post-mortem the way I watch shit like uh, that all the time man I've been um, defensively ranking these high and now like I know I put the last one as an eight but I might be more inclined to <laughs> watch this yourself, one you're giving yourself he's gonna give one an eleven by Wait the end of this now change of heart you had change of heart as a nine and honor among thieves as an eight yeah, I know. That's oh yeah. That's I'm sorry. I got yeah. So I guess I have to put this at a nine too. 
So why do you fail? A nine. So why do you? Whoa. Because I have to put it above uh, honor among thieves. I you know what? You you know what? This is all very fluid. I don't I don't hold you <laughs> to any. But okay. Wow. Like I said, like I don't. That's a. Sh- this is shocking to me. I thought this was going in going to be one that we could all agree that was a little bit. Uh, Maybe uh, I'm comfortable with the show now too, and so when they're riding from a place of confidence, I just going along for the ride. Is it possible you're digging in because we're so critical? Hmm. Yeah, I think y'all are being real assholes about how bad. Like, I am not. I think, in no way am I being an asshole. I'm telling you what I legitimately think. Yeah, I just like it. I don't know. I again, I don't want to start fighting, but I feel like it's, it's always, not an attack on. I mean, you didn't write this episode, way. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I would find nicer ways to tell you it sucked if you did. But Iris Stephen Bear is a big boy. <laughs> he don't need me to suck his dick, his blue pubis dick. Do we think his pubes are dyed? Do you think uh, they match his goatee? He probably shaves it. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Because his micro penis would get lost in it. <laughs> micro. On that note, what do you guys think the good people of what do you think the good people of IMDB think of this episode? I can't imagine this being well loved. No. Well, then, what do you think? Of it, what do you think it's yeah, for? I'll let you go first this time because. Seven point two. Yeah, I don't think people are really. I think people were also thrown by the "I fucked your mom," Kira. I'm gonna. I'll say a seven point. Seven point two is pretty good. I'll say seven point three. You're both at seven point. I feel like I can't go the same. Though. I'll go seven point one. This is six point eight. Okay. Hmm. This doesn't even get at like a seven. Yeah. I fucked your mom. <laughs> I fucked like, your mom. Nobody... <laughs> and there will be no further plot development. <laughs> yeah, I. This is weird. Yeah. It's a. I don't know. It's a, it's it's a. It's not that simple. Yes, it is. I will say they're proud of it. I received Bear really likes this episode. Yeah. I, I don't get I don't get it. I give them credit for doing an episode about comfort women. It feels like a very special episode. And it didn't feel like a very special episode. It felt like mm-hmm. but just the fact that they're deciding to tell that kind of war story. I don't know. I give them a little bit of props. Did for they that. talk to anyone? I mean, that's what you do. Like I heard a thing that Neil Gaiman was talking about. You know, there's the whole storyline in the middle of Sandman where one of the characters is a trans woman. And he was saying that when I wrote that, like, 91 or whenever I wrote it, he was like, I I didn't see a lot of trans people in works. I didn't see a lot of, and I had a lot of female trans fans. So I wanted to tell their story because I had a deal with, you know, with DC and I had a soapbox and I wanted to tell their story. And he goes, if you ask me about that now, if I had that urge to read something like that, I would read some of the trans writers who write stories. That's not my story to tell. And I feel like I get that with Iris. There's just not a lot of women writers and writers rooms and stuff like that. So if he was, I want to write this kind of story, but I feel like that there was no consultation with anybody who's been through the situation or anybody who, or like, did they read like the rape of Nanking or something about like the women that go through this stuff. But it's weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, this is, it's a good idea for a story. It's the wrong way to tell it. Yeah. That was the wrong sentiment. Almost. I agree that they they should have consulted more. But again, like I said, I saw them setting it up for her to really think her mom's dumb and for the flip of like to the reveal of some of where her mom's coming from at the end. Structurally and from a writing perspective, I saw what they were doing there. there and I was like, oh, it's, I'll give them props for that. But you're right that they could have done it. Getting more voices and perspectives in there would have probably made it a better show do you guys uh what are we what do we talk about next week we are talking about uh, the episode that you have been promising to have uh we've we have a lot to discuss (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah and then two weeks after that is in the pale moonlight a episode for people who are getting pissed off at me an episode i assure you i love so yeah but maybe on second view. <laughs> well, i've watched it more than once but then after right. that is vic fontaine who i've uh, memory hold i've compartmentalized i've disassociatively uh, <laughs> compartmentalized vic fontaine into that hole in my head hmm. yeah 
Maybe I've maybe I've eased up on Vic Fontaine. Yeah, know. maybe we we'll need see. him. Fuck, I mean, after this shit. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Vic is, I think, the quintessential. I see the device, what they were trying to do with him, but just it just rubs people the wrong way. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, All right, well, we have a lot to look forward to. Then, Wade, do you want to give us? Uh, if people want to give a hold of us, what should they do? Oh, uh, they should give us a call at nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight. Give us all your thoughts there. Send us an email at rulesofacquisitionpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, join us on Patreon for all sorts of other stuff where we're not talking about Star Trek. We might be talking about subjects like Alan Moore's uh, Watchmen. If you listen to the Hashies and Superiority Book Club podcast that we do, which you should, we're doing a Watchmen read-through on the Patreon for the premium H, yeah, for that. Hell yeah. It's fun. It's good stuff. It is. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. I hope you join us next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. For Wade James and myself, we beam out. Beep.